It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Well, I'll tell you what, Rich, Christmas is behind us. Did you have a good Christmas? I did. And <laughs> you know what? The new year is before us. Yeah. Well, I had a very good Christmas because you and the other family uh, made it possible. Uh, when you get to be our age, surely on mine, why you start depending on others, and really you don't want much. You just want people that are close to you to visit with and talk about. And um, gather together. Yeah, that's for sure. When I was waking up this morning, an old song came to me that I don't hear much anymore. I don't think anyone else does. But I just love it, and it was ringing in my heart. And, uh, and so I looked in the archives, and there it was by Bill and Gloria Gaither on the Jericho Road. Here it is. As you travel along, as you travel along, on the Jericho Road, on the Jericho Road, does the world seem all wrong?
right now, stop and think. Stop and think. You may think, well, that's just a nice little song. But if you think about the lyrics, uh, there's never a care. Why? Because Jesus is there. And on the Jericho Road, there's only room for two. Uh, you can't take your family. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, you better be on that road and be teaching your family, raising your children, all of those things. But ultimately, they're you and the Lord. You and the Lord. That song. Of course, Dad, you know why that song has so much memory and meaning for me and my sister Sherry. is because that's the song that we played in the instrumental (laughs) duet at Kansas City Youth for Christ in 1968. (laughs) I was on the piano and Sherry played the organ, and that was the song. Oh, maybe that's what brought it to my mind. That's why it's familiar. But you see the words. I practice that over and over and over (laughs) and over. You remember that, don't you? I sure do. I tell you what, folks. Now, we see, we're into the new year. The old year is past, and now the new year is in front of us. What are we going to do with it? Uh, Ethel Waters recorded a song. Tell you what, folks, we know there's mountains to climb. There's big rocks in the way, all kinds of problems. But who is it that you can count on? Who is it that you can look forward to walking with? And Ethel Waters recorded this song to tell that story. He's my rock, my sword, my shield. He's my wheel in the middle of the wheel. He's my lily of the valley. He's my bright and morning star. It makes no difference what you say. I'm going to hold my knees and pray. I'm going to wait right here for Jesus till he comes. Cause Jesus is mine. I am forgiven. And I'm holding his hand I'm going to heaven Cause I found a wonderful savior Who so freely blesses me ever I am his, thank God And he is mine He's my rock, my sword, my shield He's my wheel in the middle of the wheel He's my lily of the valley He's my bright and morning star Makes no difference what you say I'm gonna own my knees and pray I'm gonna wait right here for my Jesus Till he comes Yes, I'm waiting on Jesus Till he comes You see the echo? You see mm-hmm. the echo that comes into the ending right, of the song? Right. She knows who is her rock and her shield in the storms of life yet to come. Isn't that great? My rock, my sword, my shield. Can you imagine can you imagine your dad, this old guy, just kinda <laughs> just kind of enjoying the feeling that, <laughs> that that creates? Well your your uh, private collection goes <laughs> way, way back. You see now, folks, the problem we have today in America, the controversy, the back and forth, the arguing, the fighting, uh, the mix-up on the border, and all of those things, 
the turmoil we had when Roe versus Wade was overturned with the Supreme Court. And then the raging back and forth, on and on and on. You see, Billy Graham said, when we allow sin to dominate in society, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to gender, when it comes to how to live your life, all of these things, when you let sin dominate in society, it will affect the mind of the culture. And that's what we're facing. Listen to this. You see, the Bible says sin affects your mind. That's the reason you can't think clearly. That's the reason we're confused in our thinking today, and we cannot think clearly about world problems, national problems, state problems, community problems, personal problems, family problems, because sin has affected our minds. You see, the Bible says that Satan blinds the mind. 2 Corinthians 4. But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, the devil, has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Satan blinds our minds. That's the reason you cannot come to Christ with your mind. You cannot come with your mind alone. You can't think your way to Christ. You can't go to a university and study how to find Christ out of a textbook. You cannot come intellectually alone. Your mind has been affected by sin. It's affected by Satan. He blinds you. That's the reason it takes the supernatural act of the Holy Spirit to convict you and to break through that blindness so that you can know Christ. Yeah. You see, and we're all responsible, starting out with ourselves, not the group, and not the big committee, not the whole congregation. It begins with ourself, and then the influence out of that uh, and to others. What say you? And it's the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit enlightens our mind so that we can receive yeah. the Word of God, and we can receive that salvation, and then all things are become new. Now, here we are facing the new year, 2023. Who ever thought that we would see that. <laughs> Do you remember the year 2000? We thought, my word. Yeah, Y2K, that doesn't sound, that doesn't seem that long ago. <laughs> well, it wasn't but really now for it's, me. That was 23 years ago. Wow. And, uh, and now here we are on down the road. Isn't that something? Now, a lot of people listening, I have a dear friend, a very dear friend, that most of our listeners would recognize the name. Well, I'll just go ahead and say it, Tom Minnery. Tom Minnery was on Focus on the Family staff with Dr. James Dobson for many years. And Tom Minnery was so important to so many things. Here he was on Christmas Eve. He had traveled from Ohio, because he's long retired now, to another state, I think it was New Mexico, and he was ice skating with his little granddaughter. And when he was ice skating with his little granddaughter, like any grandpa would be glad to do, he fell. Well, what's big deal about that, falling on the ice? Anybody knows that's a possibility, but he hit his head on the ice pretty badly and then got a brain bleed. So there it is on Christmas Eve afternoon, Tom Mennery died. 
went home to be with the Lord. Yep. He's gone. And that leaves a widow trying to face the new year. Trying to face the new year. Listen to this song. Got any rivers you think are uncrossable? Got any mountains you can't tunnel through? God specializes in things and he can do what no other friend can do. God in rivers you think are uncrossable. kind of a different program isn't it rich open up the new year it's not fancy music it's not fancy music not big orchestras uh, but it tells a story it really tells the story let's see that's a golden oldie with a powerful message and it's still true today yeah it sure is now tony evans bless his heart he knows what it is to have lost his wife uh you know just not too long ago um and, and he's gone through the mountaintops. Good. Tony Evans, everybody knows him. But Tony Evans has gone through the valleys also. And uh, here's a message from Tony Evans about the new year. Here it is. This New Year's Eve, I want to challenge all of you to read the well-known story in Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. It talks about a storm. And we are in a storm, aren't we? Uh, we're in a virus that's a storm. It keeps changing. The weather keeps getting worse in this storm, and that affects economies and, and <laughs> how things, supply chains, and uh, we're in a well, we're in a bad storm. Well, the disciples were in a storm in uh, Mark chapter four, but they were in a storm while simultaneously being in the will of God. Jesus said, "Let us go to the other side." They were crossing the Sea of Galilee and they were doing exactly what Jesus told them to do. And they still ran in to a storm. Just because you're in the will of God doesn't mean you don't have bad negative circumstances. I'd love to tell you, follow Jesus and that won't, you know, you won't have a storm. But you know, they were in a storm while in the will of God. Well, we're getting ready to cross over. We're getting ready to cross over to a new year. And we're crossing over in a new year in a storm. 
And when the storm began to rage, there was not only the external storm that was the, the wind called the lilac in scripture that was tossing the boats, causing these professional fishermen to be scared to death. But then there was an emotional storm. They, they were, it says they were afraid. And this is scary right now. I know in our humanity, you know, I know we blood, we believe God, we trust in his word, but we can still get scared. You know, we can get a little terrified when things hit us and we hear about tragedies and we hear about people getting sick and loss of life and people being laid off who, who didn't get vaccinated and the government just trying to find the answers to this thing. I mean, it's scary, okay? Or it can be scary. So there was an emotional storm. But you know the worst kind of storm in this passage there was? A spiritual storm. It said they went over to Jesus, they woke him up and said, do you not care? And when you're in a storm, yeah, if you would be honest, sometimes it feels like God doesn't care because if he cared, why would he allow me to go through this when I'm doing what he told me to do, which was get in the boat and go to the other side? So they're, they're going through it. You're going through it. I'm going through it. We're going through it. We're in a storm. Well, it says Jesus was asleep on a pillow. Mm. It says a cushion. That's a... That's a pillow, okay? <laughs> uh, that meant that he meant to go to sleep. Whenever you're sleeping on a pillow and you didn't tuck that thing under your head, <laughs> that means you're not sleeping by chance, you're sleeping by purpose. He went to sleep on purpose. And I know sometimes it feels, you know, and I know the feeling that you dial in heaven and the line is busy. <laughs> it looks like, feels like God is going on a vacation and has left us to fend for ourselves. Uh, and it looks like God is asleep. Well, they... They aroused him, it said, and said, don't you care? Don't you see our fear, our pain? Don't you see the, 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 the struggle we're facing right now? And you, you say nothing. In fact, you're snoring. You're asleep. We're bailing out water. Then Jesus said, um, why are you so timid? When they woke him up from his sleep, why are you so timid? That's almost like asking a swimmer who gets out the water, why are you so wet? I mean, you know, isn't it obvious, Jesus, given what we're going through? We're trying to cross over and we're in trouble. Yeah, and we are in trouble, okay? Then Jesus Christ looked at nature and said, peace be still. Jesus Christ looked at nature, looked at the circumstances and said, peace be still. Well, now, if he says, peace, be still, that must mean peace was moving because he told peace to be still. When you are in the will of God, you're in the safest place to be, even when you're in the midst of a storm. If they would have really remembered what Jesus said, what did he say? He said, let us go to the other side. He didn't say, let us go halfway and drown. He said, gentlemen, we're going to make it, but we're going to have some trials as we try to make it. And I'm going to sleep. I suggest you get your pillow and go to sleep with me. In other words, he calls them timid because they forgot his word because of how big the circumstances were. I am not undermining the circumstances, family, friends. I'm not saying this isn't serious. I'm not saying we shouldn't be cautious. I'm not saying we shouldn't be deliberate in what we do and the decisions we make. I am saying if you are living your life in the will of God, and if we are living our lives in the will of God, then this is the opportunity 
to see God at a whole nother level. This storm we are in, not only the medical one, but anyone that's affecting you right now is an opportunity to see the God of nature because nature is going crazy right now, just like that storm was in Mark 4, to see God rule and overrule our circumstances and meet us in the midst of it. And Jesus is laying on the boat. He's getting wet, you know? I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's a bad weather situation. But he's still in charge. And so since he is in charge, we better get his undivided attention. That's because God is talking and he is screaming. He's saying, folks, you better give me your undivided attention, okay? The passage concludes with this phrase. It says, they were very much afraid when they said, what manner of man is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? Ooh, now they were afraid of the storm, but they were super afraid of who Jesus was. You know, sometimes we're, we're afraid of the wrong thing. We should be fearing God more than fearing circumstances. But the circumstances feel so near us and we're affected physically or circumstantially by it that it's, it's easy to stop fearing God and start fearing stuff. Well, I'm going to ask you to join me and I'm going to join you and we're going to fear God together. Yes, we're going to be wise with circumstances, but we're going to believe that if we fear God who controls nature, that he can speak the word, poof, and he can change the trajectory of the situation. You know our problem? We're either not in God's will or we're not approaching our storms the right way. Let's get in God's will, which means we hear his word and obey his word. He said, let us go to the other side and we're going to do it in a storm. But guess what? We're going to get, I'm going to get my pillow. I'm going to get my, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get my cushion. You get your cushion. And you lay back and you talk to God as you get ready to cross over and you say, God, I know it's uncertainty, but you're my covering. You're my protector. You know, I'm going to wear my mask when I'm supposed to, but I'm, my, my eyes are going to be on you. I'm going to trust you during this storm. I'm going to trust you during this financial crisis. I'm going to trust you during this uh, relational, whatever that storm is, I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to rest in your truth. This is why you need to listen to the word of God, hear the word of God, and respond to the word of God and not be so timid. Yes, we have to be human to a point, but not to a fault because God is in the equation. So we're to trust God now as we cross over in this storm. We're to believe that God has a will. He has a plan. And if he let it rain, if he let it, if he let the virus mutate, then he's up to something bigger than what we see right now. And he's up to something. And he's up to something worldwide. If, if there's any reason to believe God's word, it's now. Because the Bible says in the end times, the enemy's going to have a worldwide plan. Well, God's letting us know he can control a worldwide plan. So we better talk to a worldwide God. So I want you to get close to God. This New Year's Eve, talk to family and friends, pray together, pray for one another as you cross over, pray for the storms that one you are and, and another uh, fellow saint happens to be going through, a fellow family member. Talk to each other, encourage one another. And I know the boat looks like it's filling up, doesn't it? Looks like you're going to drown. Ah, you're not going to drown. 
not if you're in the will of God. He's going to take you to the other side, whatever that means in your life or whatever it means for us crossing over the calendar. Um, we're going to make it through this storm. Either Christ is going to come back and take us up out of here or he's going to show us his will taking us through here as we cross this wilderness into the place of blessing. Either way, we've gotten through the storm. Love you and I'm going to believe God with you to take you to victory and whatever that means as you cross over. A little boy was on a plane with his uh, uh, grandmother and they hit some turbulence. They hit storm in the sky and it was vicious. The plane was going up and down and jumping all over the place and it was just crazy. And the woman was all scared and crying and squealing out and holding on to the seat. And the little boy was just playing with his little toy. And he was full of laughter and gaiety. And the grandmother got a little bit muffed. She got a little bit irritated, exacerbated, frustrated. Boy, how can you play at a time like this? How can you play when things are so bad? He looked over to his grandmother and said, Grandma, I think you forgot. Your son, my daddy, he's the pilot. See, when you know who's in the cockpit, when you know who's running the plane, when you know who's flying this thing in the storm, you can be calm even when the bumps are giving you discomfort. God is in charge. He's in the cockpit. Yeah, put on your seatbelt. Be responsible. But smile. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Give him praise while you pray for the ending of the virus and the storms that you face. But remember, he's in charge. Love you. God bless you, Father. Cover your people. Wake us up to your purpose. And bring attention to the world that it cannot leave you out and have order. We give you the glory for a new year as we cross over together. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. You know what, Rich? Nothing else needs to be said. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. This is Dick Bott with another chapter of The Complete Story with my son, Rich. Uh, and we'll see you later.